Numbers chapter 35 verse 1 And the Lord spoke unto Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, 2. Command the children of Israel that they give unto the Levites of the inheritance of their possession cities to dwell in, and open land round about the cities shall ye give unto the Levites. The Levites don't get their own sections, but they get cities inside the sections that are owned by other tribes. And that's because they don't have to do farming to get their livelihood. And also, it's because God wants them to oversee the cities of refuge. The cities of refuge are where you run if you kill somebody on accident. Because back then they had honor killings. If you killed somebody's family member, then that family is obliged to kill you as revenge in honor of their dead relative. But if you did it by accident, then you would go to these safe cities and you wouldn't be killed. If everybody knows that it was an accident, then they allow you into the safe city to stay there until the high priest dies and then you can come out and you're safe. The family is obligated to get honor for their dead relative, but if you're in the safe zone, then they can't do anything. So then they're, they're not obligated anymore to kill you. If you run to a safe city and you're guilty, and they'll kick you out if you're guilty, and then you have to pay the piper. Three, and the cities shall they have to dwell in, and their open land shall be for their cattle and for their substance and for all their beasts. Now this is the cattle and things that they acquire through service as backup supply food for food, but they don't have to really have land with farms and everything. For and the open land about the cities which ye shall give unto the Levites shall be from the wall of the city and outward a thousand cubits round about. From however big that city is or however small, their cattle get to live in a space that's a thousand cubits outward from that. Cubit is about eighteen inches depending on what cubit you use. That would be 1,500 feet outward, which is, I think, like a third of a mile. But that's enough for them to let their animals roam freely. 5. And ye shall measure without the city for the east side 2,000 cubits and for the south side 2,000 cubits. This is going to make a square border around each city. And each side of the square is 2,000 cubits, which means the corners are going to allow a whole lot more roaming room for the animals than the sides. And for the west side, 2,000 cubits. And for the north side, 2,000 cubits, the city being in the midst. This shall be to them the open land about the cities. 6. And the cities which ye shall give unto the Levites, they shall be the six cities of refuge, which ye shall give for the manslayer to flee thither, and beside them ye shall give forty and two cities. They need six cities of refuge, so there's only six places that you can run to if you killed them on an accident. Like say it's a work accident where somebody falls off a ladder or something like that. Then you run to one of these six cities, so you're going to have to really run fast. But then in addition to that, they have 42 other cities, so that's 48 cities total which is 12 times 4. So it's kind of like for the 12 tribes times 4, the Levites get all these cities. 7. And all the cities which ye shall give to the Levites shall be 40 and 8 cities. Them shall ye give with the open land about them. Now the Levites are going to have a lot less land than the other tribes. It sounds like a lot, but the other tribes are going to have more land. 
8, And concerning the cities which ye shall give of the possession of the children of Israel, from the many ye shall take many, and from the few ye shall take few, each tribe according to its inheritance which it inheriteth shall give of the cities unto the Levites. So if you're a smaller tribe with less land, you don't have to give the Levites as many cities as the bigger tribes who have the more land. 9. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, 10. Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye pass over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, 11. Then ye shall appoint you cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the manslayer that killeth any person through error may flee thither. So that's the six cities. 12. And the cities shall be unto you for refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer die not, until he stand before the congregation for judgment. He gets to go into the safe zone until his trial. They don't want to kill him before the trial just in case he's innocent. But then after a trial, if it turns out he's guilty, then he gets released. 13. And as to the cities which ye shall give, there shall be for you six cities of refuge. 14. Ye shall give three cities beyond the Jordan, and three cities shall ye give in the land of Canaan. They shall be cities of refuge. Three of them will be to the west, and three of them, it looks like, will be to the north or to the east. 15. For the children of Israel, and for the stranger, and for the settler among them, shall these six cities be for refuge, that every one that killeth any person through error may flee thither. 16. But if he smote him with an instrument of iron, so that he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. Because how do you accidentally kill somebody with a really heavy object? If it's in your hands and you have control over it, that's not an accident. You're definitely a murderer. 17. And if he smote him with a stone in the hand, whereby a man may die, and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. 18. Or if he smote him with a weapon of wood in the hand, whereby a man may die, and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. 19. The avenger of blood shall himself put the murderer to death. When he meeteth him, he shall put him to death. Now it isn't that there's just one avenger of blood in the entire land of Israel. It means the avenger of blood that's working for that family of the dead one. There's actually a lot of avengers of blood. 20. And if he thrust him of hatred and hurl at him anything, lying in wait, so that he died. 21. Or an enmity smote him with his hand, that he died. He that smote him shall surely be put to death. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death when he meeteth him. Because to kill somebody, you don't just hit him once. You have to keep strangling and keep punching and keep doing it until they're gone. And it's a lot of work to kill somebody. You can't accidentally hit somebody to death. It doesn't happen. It's premeditated. And if you were lying in wait, that is totally premeditated. If you were actually ambushing somebody, you're definitely a murderer because you don't accidentally ambush someone. 22. But if he thrust him suddenly without enmity or hurled upon him anything without lying in wait, meaning that you have a sword and you turn around sharply thinking no one's there and somebody is there, or if you dropped a hammer from the top of a roof and it fell on somebody's head, that type of thing, where you totally didn't mean it. 23. Or with any stone whereby a man may die, seen him not, and cast it upon him, so that he died, and he was not his enemy, neither sought his harm. Say you threw a stone into the brush, but there was somebody in there and you didn't know it.
24. Then the congregation shall judge between the smiter and the avenger of blood according to these ordinances. 25. And the congregation shall deliver the manslayer out of the hand of the avenger of blood, meaning that they'll save him from the avenger of blood. And the congregation shall restore him to his city of refuge, whither he was fled, and he shall dwell therein until the death of the high priest, who was anointed with the holy oil. You run to the city and you stay there until your trial. And then after your trial, if you're found innocent, they send you back to the city of refuge. If you're found guilty, then you're not allowed to go back to the city of refuge and you get killed. 26. But if the manslayer shall at any time go beyond the border of his city of refuge, whither he fleeth, 27. And the avenger of blood find him without the border of his city of refuge, and the avenger of blood slay the manslayer. There shall be no blood guiltiness for him. So if you willingly leave the city of refuge, you're probably guilty because you're probably anticipating that you're not going to win your trial. And so you're looking to sneak out while no one's looking. In that case, if the manslayer finds you, he has every right to kill you. 28. Because he must remain in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the manslayer may return into the land of his possession. The manslayer will hang out and wait for you to see if you leave the city, because if you leave, he can kill you. But once the high priest is dead, the whole thing is over. Then there's no more reason for the avenger of blood to avenge. And I don't know if that has something to do with once you're under new leadership, all past crimes are forgiven. That's what I kind of think it probably is. 29. And these things shall be for a statue of judgment unto you throughout your generations and all your dwellings. 30. Whoso killeth any person, the murderer shall be slain at the mouth of witnesses. But one witness shall not testify against any person that he die. So if only one person maliciously is lying, it won't go anywhere. You have to have at least two or more witnesses who agree that this is what happened. 31. Moreover, ye shall take no ransom for the life of a murderer that is guilty of death, but he shall surely be put to death. God is saying he can't pay his way out. If he's a murderer, then he needs to be eradicated from the community because he'll teach his evil to his children and others. And then more people will become murderers because they'll think that they can get away with it by paying a price. 32. And ye shall take no ransom for him that is fled to his city of refuge, that he should come again to dwell in the land until the death of the priest. He can't pay his way out of the city of refuge either. He has to stay there until the high priest dies, even if he's innocent, because it still it was probably carelessness was involved. 33. So ye shall not pollute the land wherein ye are, for blood it polluteth the land, and no expiation can be made for the land for the blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. Now today, Jesus can forgive us, but you know, when Cain killed Abel, it defiled the land, and that's why God said, his blood cries out to me from the ground. Anytime people get murdered, it defiles the land. All of our nations are defiled because murder happens on a daily basis and a lot of murderers don't get punished. This is the main thing that God caused the flood for. He said it's because of the violence on the earth that I am going to wipe out the people. God hates violence more than anything else. If you are entertained by violence, that's a problem because that's not from the Lord. 
34. And thou shalt not defile the land which ye inhabit, in the midst of which I dwell. For I, the Lord, dwell in the midst of the children of Israel. He's saying, keep the land clean. I'm not going to dwell in a place where you're going around murdering each other without any kind of law or punishment. And that concludes Numbers chapter 35.